If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this simplified episode simplified. <laughs> yeah, of Mind Pump, uh, we wanted to talk all about squatting, how to get a really, really good squat. Now, we opened up the episode with some fun banter, talk about how to have an adult conversation and civil debates on our, our favorite place uh, to go on social media, which is our private Mind Pump forum. Um, but then after about 16 minutes, we get into the discussion about squatting. Like, how do you get your squat numbers mm. to go up? How do you become a black belt in squatting? Why is a squat so important um, in terms of movement, but also in terms of performance and muscle, in our own personal experiences with squatting, and uh, find out if you have a good squat. So if you're squatting, you want to know how you compare with other people. We refer to a chart uh, that talks about like you know, what percentage of your body weight is considered mm. you know, decent, good, and great. Uh, in this episode, we also mention our Prime and Prime Pro correctional exercise programming. Very useful for people uh, who want to be able to squat, who may not be able to because of pain or lack of stability. You can find those two programs. Actually, they're, they're both bundled together in the Prime bundle, um, which means they're discounted on our website, mapsfitnessproducts.com. Also, um, this month, this entire month, MAPS Aesthetic, which is our bodybuilder, physique competitor, and bikini competitor focus program. So this is a program that is specifically designed for people who are solely focused with the aesthetics of their body. They want to sculpt and shape their body to look balanced, to have symmetry, basically to look pretty. They want their body to look really good. Ooh. MAPS Aesthetic is 50% off. It's half off. Uh, all you got to do is go to mapsblack.com and use the code Black 50, B-L-A-C-K 50 for 50% off. And then again, I want to mention, I say this at the end of the episode, but we do have a free guide. You don't have to pay anything for it on how to squat like a pro. That's available at mindpumpfree.com. My buddies and I are big sports fans. And we, you know, I have my one best friend is a Niner fan. My other friend's a Lions fan and I'm mm -hmm. a Cowboys fan. And it's the funniest thing ever. Get a couple of beers in us and watching football on Sunday. It's a big old debate. Oh yeah, then it's it's a debate on who's the greatest quarterback of all time, who's got the best team of all time. That's funny. And I, I forget about those conversations. He, I have that with Rams fans. Right. And, yeah. and when you do, when you have it with other, in, you know, sports fanatics, they come with great stats. You know, my buddy. Yeah. You well, know what the difference is though with yeah. sports? Although this isn't always true, because let's let's be honest, there have been you know deaths at sporting events because people identify so strongly with a team that they're willing to fight people over it right. each other. Oh, over. yeah, bro. I, th I don't think... Th I think the problem is when people identify with something as if it's it it's who they are and well, that if you attack an idea or you're debating a bro, belief, that you're debating their very existence and who they are. And yeah. it's... it's that's it, why it, it feels like an attack. Again, why? Not. Again, yeah. why I say that it's it's sports for nerds because it's actually very similar, man. I mean, where do you think the word fan comes from? Yeah. It's derived from fanatical. Mm. I mean, people get fanatical oh, about their head blown right now. <laughs> <laughs> people yeah. people get fanatical about their team where it becomes personal. Like, it, and I catch myself doing it too. Like, I, I yeah. refer to the Cowboys as are the Warriors more because I I do know more Warriors probably than I know. 
uh, Cowboys currently. And so I talk as if it's my team. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. like I made the call. Yeah. <laughs> you know say like oh, I, it was my decision to bring him over or to it's sit a him weird, on the bench. It's, it's a, funny. You can you can actually feel that kind of uh, you know as you're at a game though or whatever, and you like really have been watching uh, these players like intensively, and like you do, you get really like wrapped into this tribalism, and yeah. you're just like my it's, team and like weird. our song and our fucking uniforms. You know what it reminds me of? You ever get in an argument with like your 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 wife or your girl, and you're going back and forth, and then at some point both of you and this is not super common but at some point both of you stop and then you become objective and rather than protecting yourself and identifying with everything you hear each other and how quickly those things resolve yeah it's so fast like okay hold on a second so you're saying i'm this Mm -hmm. way i I did this and i could see that i can't and then and then they'll go well thank you i appreciate that and i can see this and then it's done dude Yes, you told me that, and like I, I've actually been applying that, and, and, and not like, not like intuitively, just like kind of reciting back like what their point was to them, so they understand that, well, you know, so that they could you understand, so they hear what yeah. they're trying to tell you, but now it's like, but the, they're like, no, wait, you got it wrong, you know, you got it wrong, and then they, they highlight where you got it wrong, and then oh, that's all it was. It, a lot of times, it's, it's crazy, but that's such a good practice to apply when you're talking to this, somebody. It's funny because this morning, so you know, yesterday there was a lot of debating on on our forum, and I don't want to go into the details of it, but there was a lot of debating and discussing this back, you know, back and forth. But there wasn't any. It was fr- like any discussion and debate can feel frustrating, especially if you feel like you're making a good point and the and you feel like the other person's not understanding what you're trying to say. Or if you think you're right and they and you feel like they're wrong, that's always going to f- be frustrating. But at the end of the day, in the forum, by the way, this was a very touchy subject. And again, I'm not going to go into the details. But at the end of the day, there was no name calling. Nobody was all pissed off and fuck you and I'm not going to whatever. Right. It was all discussion. It ended very well. At some point, some people just said, okay, we're, we just disagree. Some people kind of changed their mind. And so this morning I woke up uh, after sleeping on it or whatever, and I thought I was so, I felt this overwhelming feeling of gratitude for this private forum that we have. Right. Yeah. Because we have people on there that are so opposing in their viewpoints, and we do. I mean, I don't care what position you, you I don't care what you know subject we're talking about. It could be religion. We have people who are hardcore Christians and you know and hardcore atheists mm-hmm. and there's been religious debates on there. We we could be politics. There's there's people way on the left and way on the right. It could be fitness. It could be nutrition. We've got keto people on there. We've got vegans on there, yeah. and they'll get into these discussions and debates. And the thread will be three, four, five hundred comments long, right? With sub comments and categories, and but at the end of it, till this day, I they always end pretty well and civil and people and I've seen people change their mind or listen to the side and I was so, I'm so grateful that we no, I have am, that community I, yeah. I am too and it, it's unfortunate because some people get turned off by that because they they look at it like this arguing or debating back and forth but yeah, I think it's like animosity or yeah something. but what I, I mean I think it's fostered an incredible community it's it's what we talk about like none of us wanted an echo chamber you know, none of us wanted a, no. a collection of 3,000 people that think just like us. We've encouraged that since there was three people in there, you know, to challenge our ideas, to not agree with us. Like, that's how people learn. And I think when we have, when we moderate that, and, and I think we did a good job, really. And sometimes, 
you know, some people can can get offended or this or that, but it, I think we do a good job of sliding in there and moderating it and keeping it going in a productive manner because these are the types of conversations that need to be had. And I think it's best when there's people with opposing views versus a bunch of us all getting on there and ragging on a topic and all agreeing. Like, what? How productive? How productive is that? At the end of the day, the the, the one of the biggest, most impactful things I ever learned ever in my entire life it was, and I learned this from a client, it was to examine and hear the opposing viewpoint to my own in an open-minded way and to seek out the most educated and best communicators of that opposing viewpoint. So an example would be, you know, if I, you know, am I, if I'm a staunch believer that humans need to be omnivores and that we need to eat meat, um, and, and I, I 100% believe that that's just the way it is, I, I'll seek out the smartest, you know, vegan proponents, and I won't listen to them like I'm ready to attack. I'll listen open-minded, and I'll look at everything open-minded. And the result of that has been that sometimes I've had my mind changed. Many times I've just strengthened my own position, but afterwards I'm always a better person from it. Right. And always I have more empathy. Right, because you can understand their point of that's view. That's it. Right. That's 100%. Because one thing that I found that's I think is 100% true, and I'll fight this and argue this all day long, is that most people don't have a viewpoint because they're bad people. No. You know? Most people have a viewpoint because they're good people. Yeah, and, and, and they think, want better for other people. I think most of the initiatives are very positive in the beginning. Like most people are considering other people, you know, with policies and actions. It's the un- unintended consequences I feel like now we need to discuss like how this all plays out. And I think that's where a lot of the discussion needs to happen even more. This is why I love, this is one of the reasons why I love fitness so much because fitness is so much more plain and black and white. And although there's definite tribalism and camps when it comes to fitness, it's way easier to open someone's mind to other viewpoints in fitness than it is to open someone's mind with more controversial topics like politics, politics, religion, family, and that kind of stuff. It's just so layered. But with fitness, look, tribalism exists everywhere. With fitness, we talk about this uh, ad nauseum. There's people who are in their camps with their training. Like, I only do this and it's the best way. And I only do that and it's the best way. And the way you train is wrong. The way I train is right. And and really, the real answer is there's something to take from all of them. And if we're open-minded, we'll learn a little. We'll learn more. We'll learn more and grow more. Well, there's a reason for that, though, right? There's... Because there's, you can actually, you, you could take somebody from two different camps in fitness and, oh, no, this is the way you're wrong with that. And then if you can just get them to try or open their mind enough to try something different and then they can actually see and feel mm-hmm. the difference, it's much easier to open them up to be more open-minded to other things. With politics and religion, it's really tough. Super tough. Yeah, it's not, it's not like you can take somebody who is a devout Christian and say, hey, try atheism out for a while. right and get back to me and let me know how that works or vice versa right like it's it's a little bit but just being open to hearing each other and and to be okay with the fact that someone is totally different than you and believes in something different now i understand if someone's trying to hurt you or steal from you that's totally different uh but it's just anyway i i just i was really 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 grateful and uh i felt very blessed that we have i don't know how many people we have on our forum it's like three thousand now Hmm. something like that something like that right very blessed that we have this community and, and from for so many different reasons. One is what I just talked about. The other one is from a business standpoint, it's awesome to have this this group of people who will give you instant and immediate feedback on mm-hmm. what you're doing right, what you may be doing wrong, questions or whatever. 
It also helps me talk to, you know, I have this connection with many of the people on our forum just because I see them all the time and we comment all the time and talk to each other all the time. And so it's nice to be able to keep my finger on the pulse of, you know, of kind of what's going on out there because sometimes, you know, especially with a media company like ours, you don't necessarily get that feedback. Although social media makes it a lot easier, um, the kind of feedback you might get on YouTube isn't always the greatest. Oh, it's not constructive. Speaking of that, that's a really that's one I'm a little frustrated with that and annoyed by that. I mean, at the end of the day, as a business, like I'm always watching the numbers. Like numbers don't lie, right? So, and we consistently now, right? It's been scaling up since we started this. You know, as it was as little as 50 subscribers a day we were adding back when we first started, and it's up to now anywhere between five and 700 new subscribers every single day that adds to the mind pump TV YouTube. But then, you know, we put, we put a video out like Warren Farrell out there and, you know, I just thought it was such an incredible conversation that we had. And, you know, we get this slew of people that come in and just like, you're so angry because it's, I'm here for the fitness channel and you guys are trying to yeah. o- open my mind to other things. And so the, I'm out. It's <laughs> like, yeah. like, okay, later. See you later, dude. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. If you're, if that's where you're at in your life, I want to grow, but I don't want to grow like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But so that's okay. That's their, that's their prerogative. I yeah. mean, you, what you do as a, as a, as a business is you're, you shape who your audience is. Right. And at the end of the day, you know, mind pump is more than just fitness. But we're very much fitness. Well, that's, 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 I was going to say. I mean, I think that these topics are are closely related. Mm-hmm. I, I think that our it's all health, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, our personal, social health. It's all it's all tied together. Our relationships. I think that that's the unfortunate part is that people want to again separate it. It's not it's not separate. They're, it's all a part of it. Mm-hmm. What I love about the forum is that. You know, it's so different as far as everybody's point of views, but there is a common theme amongst everybody, and everybody in there is growth-minded. Everybody is there yeah. to better themselves, both mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever. They're all there to better themselves, and because of that, that's what really unites everybody, which is cool because mm-hmm. we can all disagree on many topics, and I think it's very healthy that we disagree on many topics because then you have – and it's kind of cool. We've definitely attracted – a lot of really intelligent people like that. The forum is is not lacking any brilliant minds in there. There's a lot of really really intelligent minds that are sharing their opposing opinions in there. So I really I really do appreciate that. And I know it's been a long time since I've given you kudos, but I remember early on, Sal. I mean, that was really your baby. I mean, you you have definitely driven a lot of the conversation and moderated a lot of the stuff that goes on inside that forum. And I think in my opinion, it's one of the most valuable things that we offer as far as all of our programming and things that we have out there because of that. Like a lot of people don't know that, man, you could get on there and literally ask a question about anything, but Mm -hmm. specifically, you know, something related to your health or improving your, your fitness journey. And within minutes you'll have uh you know phds and Mm. trainers and therapists and you know very uh, intelligent people responding to you and and then engaging in a conversation it's so cool because you know growing up you you get certain friends that uh, are more growth minded and uh you can explore topics with your friends and your family but uh i mean that was very few and far between and this is a whole community of people that uh you can present just 
any question that's you know in relation to what's on your mind and get some really valuable yeah. feedback. I also like that everybody on there, most everybody on there is uh, has that sense of humor where it's hard to offend people. Yeah, like they're not afraid to make terrible jokes. Supposed like really, really. Oh, they make great <laughs> memes about us. Yeah, dark memes yeah. or whatever, and people will. <laughs> I have to go on there and delete shit all the time. There will be there'll be a there'll be a, a thread about where well, they'll post memes and they're the worst, most terrible, like hilarious but really dark shit. Yeah, and they'll just be five hundred de- deep, and I'll be like, all right, guys, yeah, I got to right, take delete this, this. Down. You know, <laughs> this is getting bad, you know. Yeah. But the, but nobody's you know getting coming. Nobody's getting offended, or you know, everybody's kind of like you know cool and knows that nobody means anything you know negative or bad about it. So now that being said, I I really want to thank you know the the part of our audience that appreciates and uh, allows us to weave in and out of different conversations because i don't know how long personally i would want to do mind pump if you forced me to only talk about working out i mean yeah. i love fitness i know that's our expertise uh, in our field but I, I love all aspects of it, and I love other things that are, are mm-hmm. going on in our world right now. So I appreciate that those that appreciate that in us and you know, I, and allow us to have these conversations that challenge all of our thoughts and opinions. And, you know, and, you know, today, like we're getting back to our roots. I know one of the things that we always comment on as much as we start to go left and right and all over the place that, you know, at our core, we are fitness professionals. That is our expertise. And, you know, sometimes just getting back to some of the basics and talking about topics that uh, may seem simple to us or basic is uh, some of the most game-changing things that we can provide for people. Right, yeah. right. I, you know, I, I, what I wanted to get into today, because there's a we just we have a new guide that's out uh, titled How to Squat Like a Pro. And um, I knew it would do well. I knew it would fly. It's free. You know, we're not selling it. Um, but what, the response has been phenomenal. And, and, and it's because, and I know why, squatting, you know, it's one of the most uh, powerful impactful and result producing exercises you could do it's also a fundamental human movement yeah. and it encompasses uh, it's got a lot of carryover if you if functional. you had a rating system for exercises this would probably be the most important yeah. and it's doing very 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 well uh, people are are, re- are downloading it and sharing it and really enjoying the content in it and the squat guide is uh it's not about like the basics in the sense like how to squat and what to do. It's really, you know, how to squat like a pro. Like now that you know how to squat and you've got the kind of basics down, Mm -hmm. how do you take your squat to the next level? How do we master the skill of it? How do we master the skill of it? How do we get stronger at it? Um, How do people get really fucking good at squatting? You know, one of the questions a lot of people ask me is what is a, here's a good question for you guys. What is considered strong with a squat? And I know this, the individual variance is going to be dramatic, um, but generally speaking, how, if, how, what would be considered a really strong squat for a man and a really strong squat for a woman as did, a percentage of their body didn't weight? We, didn't we pull up? I think uh, T Nation did a really good article on this a long time ago. I want to I say like in our early like 200, mm-hmm. 200 episodes or 300 episodes, we actually posted this somewhere. Do you guys remember that article? And it actually yeah. had men, women, your body oh, weight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. had like every, all the big compound lifts, kind of like what, right. what was considered. Right. What to kind of shoot for. You yeah, know, maybe Doug, yeah, maybe Doug can look that up. It's a, And it was, you know, T Nation uh, weight to strength ratio chart, 
Uh, that's what something would, like that. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would Google. Something I know. Like. I know. For me, my goal with squatting was always to be able to double my body weight. That yeah. was always my goal. Can I squat twice my body weight? Um, which is a pretty big goal. I mean, if you're a 200 pound guy, that's a 400 pound squat. And I'm talking about a good squat, by the way, like a nice full squat. Mm-hmm. That's not super common in gyms. Now, it's not going to make you a powerlifting champion, uh, but it, it's not super common to see a, a man be able to squat or a woman two times her body weight. For a woman, maybe one and a half times her body weight, right? right. One one to one and a half times her body weight. So I think the range that I always tell people is, you know, for if you've been squatting for a long time and you you don't have any injuries, um, to consider yourself pretty good at squatting for a man i would say my opinion the the range is between one and a half to two times your body mm-hmm. weight and for a woman it's one to one and a half times your body weight so if you're a 130 pound female you know 132 you know what is one and a half uh, 180 pounds you know you know and for a male two times oh there it is there you go so what does it say here so um, it says oh, this is cool so it breaks it down male female and then it's decent good and great oh so they say decent for a man for squat is one and a half times body weight. Good is two times body weight. Great is two and a half times body weight. Mm. For a female, it's decent is 75% of your body weight. Good is one and a quarter times your body weight. And great is two times your body weight. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I, no I agree. I, re- I remember when we first looked at this, we all agreed. I thought this, this is why I wanted Doug to pull it back up because I thought they did. And they go all the way down. Bench bench press, deadlift. I think these are all. Have you guys hit those numbers? Let's start at the top. Let's see. What, let's see. Uh, what's what's your best squat to weight ratio that you've ever done? Uh, and, and Oh, look. They have deadlift, bench press. They have everything on there. But what squat? Let's talk about squat. What's the best squat you've ever done to your to your body weight? 420 is the most I did, and I was at two, probably about 205 to 210 when I was competing. Oh, so you hit that. You yeah. you were right there. I was at 215. Right at, that's, just good. that's just good, though. That's not I even great. I got 500 when I was in, in college. How much did you weigh? 215. So that's fucking, that's, uh, what is that? Is that what two is and a half that? times? Is that two, almost two and a half? It's got to be, right? That's pretty yeah. damn good. Well, you're the best squatter. Well, that was my strength was yeah. squatting. Yeah. So squatting and then bench, but bench. I think I hit two, so I I definitely didn't hit two times my body weight. Yeah, for me, bench- I was a little under two times. For me, bench, the most I've ever done is one and a half times my yeah, body Yeah, it was weight. like a little over one and a half, yeah. yeah so. I've never done more than one and a half times my body weight. What is weight. that, 405? Yeah, it was a 215, so yeah, yeah. Okay. My deadlift, I surpassed that. This, this says the great is two two point seven five times your body weight. I've done three times Damn. body weight for deadlift. Um, interesting. This is a pretty cool chart. But yeah, the squat is a is a pretty fundamental foundational exercise. Would you make sure that you copy that and send that to Jackie so she can put that in our show notes? Because I think people will. It'd be cool to see people, yeah, like put put their stats out there. Yeah, no, this is a a really cool article they did. It was a long time ago they did this, but I remember looking at it, going like, "Oh, I totally agree with these numbers. I think these are really cool." What I love about this is like strength is the focus. Yeah, and I think we get away from that sometimes when we try and like you know basically put out there what people want to know is how to change their body, how to look yeah. more aesthetically pleasing, you know, this and that. Like, I just, I love metrics like mm-hmm. this where it's like, you know, something tangible, but you can achieve more. Like yep. if you put a lot of effort into it, you grease the groove, you know, so to speak, you know, as Pavel said, and um, you apply, you know, the mechanics and the technique, uh, you really see results. Well, let's be honest. If you're a, if you're a guy and you're in the good to great range with your squat or you're a girl and you're in the good to great range with your squat, your lower body probably looks pretty good. Right. Let's, let's be honest, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, you might not be a bodybuilder. You might not have like the greatest looking legs of all time. 
But if you're a female and you're squatting one to one, you know, one to one and a quarter or one and a half times your body weight, the chances that your legs look way better than they did beforehand are fucking massive. Yeah, like you're probably going to look pretty fucking. Oh, good. I think Wouldn't it's al- I think it's oh, almost yeah. almost impossible to be in the good to great area for both male or female and not have a great yeah, look at body. yeah the and muscles not, i mean we're talking about part. we're talking about glutes hamstrings quads like the whole nine right, right. Yep. one of the biggest game changers for me for inc- increasing my squat uh weight so there was a period of time where i was very focused on the three lifts and i was like i was determined to i was determined to double my body weight and bench press which i never did uh, to to to, I was determined to go two and a half times my squat, which I never did, and, and triple my deadlift, which I did do. But the thing that was the biggest game changer for my squat, one of the things that was it was a simple thing that I did to my squatting that really took it to the next level, was I used variable resistance. It mm-hmm. was a fucking, and it was a, such a game changer because mm-hmm. up at this at, until this point, I'd been squatting a long time and I'd been doing them for a long time and I was decent at them. Yeah. But I remember the first time I added. Uh, now, is you gonna say chains or bands? What yeah. kind of variable Both. resistance? Okay. Both were game changer. Chains take a lot more out of you. Mm-hmm. Bands, I am actually more partial to bands. To be quite honest, bands just feel smoother and don't seem to damage the shit out of me. Like chains are a grind. Like you're grinding. Now, from the top to bottom or bottom to top, or does it matter? Or- uh, so I like to do. Uh, I like to use the the bands to make the bottom of my squat lighter and the top of it heavier so that it followed my strength curve. So I would attach the bands to the top of the cage Mm -hmm. so that when I went down into the squat, the band was stretching more and more Mm -hmm. and it made it lighter at the bottom. That was a game changer for me. Yeah. And my theory on this is, is this, and I remember when way back when I was a kid and first started squatting the first time I ever really squatted. And I remember I was with some bodybuilder guys and they were, you know, uh, trying to get me to squat. And at that time I really hadn't. And, I remember I couldn't even I could barely squat you know 135 back then, and they wanted to put 225 on there, and I'm like, get out of here, dude! I can't even come close to that. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you just need to feel the weight. You need to feel what that weight is, so you can mm-hmm. get over that, and you're not afraid anymore to lift it. You'll see you'll you'll see your weight increase. And he was right. I remember after I felt that 225 on there, now all of a sudden 185 was doable for me, yeah. and so. I think what a lot of that is, and, and I, I don't know if it's the central nervous system that 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 is getting adapted or used to that much weight on your back, mm-hmm. but the feeling of being able to put a weight that you couldn't squat without the assistance of the bands, right? Mm-hmm. So the first time I ever hit 405, I had already done 405 multiple times with the bands assisting me. So it's like, okay, I, I got used to feeling what that felt, what 405 felt like on my back when I'm at the top of that squat. And then when I get to the bottom, I get this nice assistance out of there. So it's not like I'm really squatting a pure 405, mm-hmm. but it got me, it, I broke through that fear. Cause if you've never, you know, anybody that's listening right now, you know, when you start getting up to that, 300 350 400 500 type weight on your back it's a i mean it feels like you're whole, yeah. it's a big difference than mm-hmm. squatting your body weight like squatting your body weight it feels so much more controllable when you're holding something on you your back you feel like if you mess up a little bit yeah it's going to squash you yeah, yeah, yeah. it's def- there's definitely that that it's interesting cuz it, it 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 feels kind of bro sciency like right like you want to just like get the weight on there and be able to acclimate to that weight uh, so you feel the weight and like you react to the weight, but it it really does. Uh, I mean, your body definitely like reacts to that, and like it, 
it understands and learns uh, how to go through those mechanics, mm. you know, under that amount of stress. And I do also find value. And I used to use bands and chains, like you know, from the other direction too, where I was more focused on you know the explosivity uh you know coming out of the grind of the lift too so if i was working more on power specifically uh, i would use variable resistance to kind of help to enhance that process Mm -hmm. you know kind of shooting out of of position but yeah i mean such great tools to get you sort of you know like when you when you feel like you're at a bit of a halt you know, and your progress is sort of like you, you hit sort of like that stalemate. Like I, I that's where I really well, incorporate. Well, studies are resistance. clear. Studies are clear on variable resistance. They're they're effective. You add them to any routine and you do it appropriately. And by the way, this is an advanced technique. So if you're a beginner, I, I wouldn't waste your time doing this. Uh, but you will progress faster if you add them appropriately. So the studies are, are quite quite uh, clear. But for the people listening who don't are quite sure what we're talking about, picture somebody in a squat. So they have a bar on their back. There's weights on the bar. And then there's a band wrapped around the bar at the end and then attached at the cage on above. En- on both ends. On both ends. And so now what's happening is that... that it's like a built-in spotter. Yeah, that band is, is, is assisting a little bit. But what happens when you squat down is you stretch that band out. And what happens when you stretch a band? The further you stretch it out, the harder it pulls. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is at the bottom of the squat... The band is pulling more Mm -hmm. than when you're at the top of the squat. Now, why is this important? Well, all exercises have a natural, what's called a strength curve, okay? And if you imagine yourself doing a squat, think of the most difficult part of squat and think of the easiest part of squat. Now, obviously, for most people, the easiest part's the top. Like, if I just go down two inches and come up, I can lift way more weight than if I go all the way down to the bottom. The bottom is where I'm going to be the weakest. Quarter squat gang. Right. And now, now now, there's this inherent problem with resistance in the sense that if I'm maxing out at, let's say I'm doing 315 and I can do five reps max, the reality is I'm maxing out at what I can do at the bottom of the squat. I'm not maxing out at what I can do at the top of the squat because 315 is my limit in my weakest part, which is at the bottom. What a band allows you to do is it allows you to overload the rep at the even at the top. So now I can load the bar with say 375 and at the top of the of the of the rep it's closer to 375 but when I get down to the bottom it's 315. So now I'm challenging the repetition or challenging the exercise through the full range of motion of the repetition. So it feels heavy the same heaviness and intensity at the bottom as it does at the top. Now, why is this important? Well, muscles, when you when you get stronger within, with your muscles, the way you train them is quite specific. So if I train a muscle within a particular range of motion, most of the strength is going to go to that particular range of motion. So what this means with exercises like squats is the top of the, of the exercise is getting less of the benefit than the bottom because that's where I'm challenging myself the most. But when I add bands, now I've kind of remedied that a little bit. And so it gives you this kind of more full, appropriate application of intensity in relationship to the the, your, the strength curve that you have uh, when you're doing these squats. So it allows you to handle more weight in a very safe way. Again, you have to be experienced, but then you progress very quickly. It's crazy. I swear to God, the, the the day I did this, my squat went up five or ten pounds the following week. It was like right away. I remember mm-hmm. right away I did it, and I and you know when you've been working out for a long time, one of the cool things about doing it for you know, longer than 10 years is I can, I know you guys are the same way. I can tell the second I do something, 
oh, this is good. Like I can, mm-hmm. I can feel it like, oh shit, this is going to be good. Yeah. And I could tell right away and I was right. I came back to the squat the following week. I didn't use the bands and I was like, holy shit, I think I added like five or 10 pounds to my squat and I was stuck at a particular weight for a long time. You know, another game changer in terms of like mastering the squat and the skill of the squat that I found was uh, finding out sort of where... Uh, your body's compensatory patterns would really uh, sort of shut down and, and you would lose uh, muscle tension, okay? So basically what I'm talking about is when you when you rely heavily on the momentum and the inertia of the force pushing right. you down and then you're, you trying to sort of rebound that uh, that inertia and, and, and utilize that to, to propel you back up. So um, that's something that I was... I definitely had to address because of the way that I squatted when initially I first started squatting um, was more power lift sort of style uh, where the the whole emphasis on the squat was to just get out of there as quick as possible. And so I would drop in and I would utilize that momentum to then springboard me back up. Mm. Um, so what'd you do? Just slow down the rep? Slow down the rep. I also, which uh, I guess was was coined a, a dumpy squat, but basically used the prop, used the, used the tool, used the stick to to push up into the cage and what that did was uh just that that amount of effort of me just squeezing and pressing uh translated to it radiated the rest of my body to to create more overall muscle tension so i would drop down into the squat and then you find where your body just wants to relax but you you keep pressing and it it you could visibly like you could mm. feel uh, uh, throughout your body where where that mm. deficiency lies. You know who's really good at this is uh, Jordan Shallow. If you ever watch him uh, squat, it's really unique compared to a lot of of power lifters. Like he his the eccentric motion for him is like he takes like four to six seconds to get down mm. like, in his in his PR lifts. So it's really cool wow. now. And uh, my theory to why you rarely see him injured is because of that. He has <laughs> such great control through the full range of motion versus a lot of Olympic lifters. That Olympic tend- lifters in particular bounce. Right. Yeah. They, they definitely, I mean, they're, they're, well, that's part of their lift, right? right. It's explosive. Yeah. They drop into it. Right. Yeah. So uh, I see a lot of people, you know, mimicking that way of squatting versus really controlling the movement all the way through the full range of motion. If and- you don't own uh, a lift, the lift will own you. And that's just the fact. I don't care what the lift is. If you're not in complete control of the entire range of motion, when you lose control, then that exercise will own you. And, you know, there are, if I were to rank, not all exercises are created equal in any sense of the imagination, including uh, effectiveness and including injury uh, potential. And if I were to list exercises in terms of injury potential, squats are not at the top, but they're in the upper half in the sense that if you squat properly, they're very safe, very, mm-hmm. very safe. If your form breaks down, it goes from safe to dangerous. Relatively quickly. Now, most exercise. There's a lot of exercises that are not like that. Like if you do curls, and your form is perfect, or you do curls and your form is loose, the injury risk goes up a little bit. With the squat, it goes up a lot. And so you want to own. And this is why you get the whole like, oh, don't squat. It's bad for your knees or bad for your back. Or this is because people have you know experienced what it feels like to squat without full control. Um, now, on the flip side of that, or, or the other side of that, I should say that's important is that controlling a repetition means you're going to activate more muscle fibers. It means you're going to you're going to yield more benefit out of the lift. And this is why 
Now, now we can look at bodybuilders for a second. I know we're talking about how to squat like a like a pro or squat really great, and bodybuilders sometimes are not the great, the greatest squatters. But the example, I'm, the reason why I'm using bodybuilders is, if you look at how bodybuilders who have had a long career in bodybuilding tend to lift, they tend to emphasize control quite a bit. And, yes. and Ben Pakulski is a yeah. great example. Of yes, that. there you go. When you look at a bodybuilder who again is not dealing with a lot of injuries, and you look at the way he's been able to develop his body, like. You know, they were we were all together lifting when we were up in Tahoe, and I, him and Jordan were squatting. And you know, when you watch the way they squat, like it's very slow and controlled and owning the entire movement. Versus, you know, those guys are both massive and strong and could probably throw five hundred plus pounds on there in a normal workout and, and get after it. But I think they were squatting with two twenty five or three fifteen, mm-hmm. which I know is well, well yeah, below way under their potential. Right, but yeah. st- but knowing that, like that's when you're just training on a normal day. There's no reason Dude, to be. You can't be stressed enough. I, I just did this, so I haven't squatted in a while because I've only been doing split stance exercises to address uh, an imbalance in, in you know in my sides. The other day, I got under the bar and I said, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna squat and see how I feel," and I could I could feel that I felt strong, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be good. And I wanted to push the weight, but instead I kept literally 135 on the bar, 135 mm-hmm. pounds on the bar, and my reps were like four or five seconds down, four or five seconds up, go down as low as I can with tension, so maintaining my knees in position, you know, keeping my core tight, coming up, flexing my quads, keeping tension, 15 reps. Yeah. I did three sets of 15 reps and my legs were fucking toast. Oh, I'm sure you were. Oh, I did that yesterday. Last night we were in here, Katrina and I, we did, we were like, we weren't going to work out. It was late after we all met uh, with Doug and stuff like that and hanging out. And I was like, let's, let's, she's all, let's get some squats in. And I was like, all right, I'll just do three sets of 20, three sets of 20 with 145. I was fucking just destroyed, yeah, 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 dude. Yeah. Just destroyed from that. Yeah. That's, and that's the beauty of, of an exercise like the squat. You know, the other, the other game changer for me was squats. And, you know, I, I just said not all exercises are created equal. Some exercises, and I can't quite explain why, but some exercises really, really respond well to frequency. Mm. Like, really respond well to frequency. Mm-hmm. Oh, squatting is one of those. Squatting sure. is weird. Like, you could squat every day if you're relatively advanced and been working out for a while. You could squat every day, and so long as you monitor your intensity, you're going to get stronger real fast. Yeah, and you keep progressing. It's really weird. There, there, on, on social media a while ago, there was this whole squat every squat day every challenge. challenge, yeah. And I was watching. I had friends that were doing this 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 challenge. There's legitimacy to it. And, dude, they were all like, my squat went up 30 pounds. My squat yeah. went up 40 pounds. I gained you know 10 pounds of muscle. Now, you got to say with that, too, or, or, and I know you, you glazed over it with the talking about intensity – it's so important. Yeah, you can't just beat the crap out of Yeah, because, like, for example, I just did that last night and for sure overreached. Like, I'm really sore today. So, like, you know, I wouldn't, you wouldn't want to push your intensity level that hard every single day because that's, it'll end up, you know. Oh, yeah. It's stress management, you know, and it's, it's a matter of like what you're, uh, introducing stress-wise, so like if if your body is in a place where you can you can up the intensity of stress for that day, that's a good day to to lift heavy. And then you know the op- the opposing day, you just have to assess that uh, you know, based off your body's feedback. You know where that intensity lies, how much load to really apply, or just you know for the purpose of that day, really mastering the mechanics and the skill, and just going over that movement so you keep that same skill and signal alive so it's just one of those things that um if 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 the thought process around the squat was more about 
you know, how do I improve upon the the skill of it? You're just going to keep progressing. Now, you know, some, something else to add to squatting like a pro that was a, a big difference changer for me, right, was one, to your point, Sal, the frequency thing. For many, many years, uh, squatting was very infrequent in my routine. It was, uh, I treated leg day as, you know, I would do random exercises almost every time I did legs. I tend to gravitate more towards leg press and lunges because squats did just destroy me. And so it was never a consistent every single week I would even be squatting, mm-hmm. much less once to twice or maybe even three times in a week. And when I moved that up to all, I mean, I, I can't now I can't remember the last time that I didn't squat uh, at least once in a week, if not two or three times. Uh, in a week. That's been one of the biggest game changers. Now, in addition to that, it's also been one of the greatest tools to kind of give me feedback on the breakdown or where I may have imbalances. So not only do I love squatting for the gains that I got from it and and how much... You added like, you added like two inches on your legs. Yeah, I definitely saw a huge difference. Just, that, just I mean, people, we need, we need to like appreciate that. Adding two inches to your legs after you've been working out for 15 years that's a big wow. that's a big that's gain a big and it deal. came from squatting a lot that's oh, yeah. all that's all it was 100 100 percent. and i and i've talked about this on the show before that you know i avoided it a lot because my mechanics were so poor mm-hmm. and uh you know and, and, and honestly i was a, a young trainer at that time and i really didn't know why i just thought i was not built to squat mm-hmm. because i was tall and lanky and I had a terrible squat. My low back would be on fire after I did it, and so I'd still make myself do it. But then when I'd do it, it would just be I would be miserable, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, this sucks." Instead of actually using that as a great feedback tool, and so that's how I look at it now. So even yesterday, I can I can feel myself sore, and what I notice is my left it is is tighter than my right. So I know there's some sort of breakdown in the kinetic chain from when I was squatting. And so now I can go back and I can start to use our tools that we've created for people like Maps Prime Pro and I could start to unpack my squat and go like, okay. Dude, mobility mobility, and working on... And mobility really is just uh, your, your control over your ranges of motion, like mm-hmm. good control. That's really all it is. So it's not more range of motion because that doesn't mean anything unless you have control over it. It's not control over short range of motion. It's having large ranges of motion with good control you improve your mobility, especially in an exercise like the squat where the range of motion can be so big, because it is, like a, a full, good, under-control squat, you're sitting on your haunches, yeah. but you have good, tight control. You don't have a breakdown in form. Most people can't do that. Most people oh, I couldn't, can't do that. I couldn't. Yeah. I, and I honestly, I attribute that, the, the growth in my legs, to actually that part was just the consistency of squatting and working on the squat to improve upon it, improve upon it. And mm. when I'm looking at improving, I wasn't really looking at my my strength as much. Like it was more about my depth and control for me because and, and to be pain free. It was like my goal was can I get in a really deep squat consistently and not hurt and not hurt afterwards, yeah. not feel my low back on fire, not feel my knees all achy, not feel my hips like someone sticking a knife in there. Like, you know, I had bursitis for years. It was just a common thing. I was constantly battling that. It's I've been completely it's gone. I don't have any issues with that. Once I addressed was it in your hip? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I and it once I addressed my hip mobility and began squatting on a regular basis. I haven't had problems with that in years now. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's funny that those are the things that kept me away from squatting. But once I started to go after it, and this is the the 
the recommendation that I have to people listening right now, because I know I'm not alone in this, that there's probably a lot of you that have just said fuck squatting because it hurts or it bothers you. Oh, yeah. And what you got to remember, it's not the squat that's hurting you. It's the breakdown in your body that that is. And instead of just avoiding it and then trying to find other exercises. Well, I think it's, a, it's an important topic because, uh, you know, most people, when they see a subject matter like this, like mastering the squat, they think immediately, how much weight can I keep increasing? Right. How much load can I keep applying mm-hmm. to this very specific lift where you went through that process every inch that you went down in depth was like a whole new load you had to account for. Right. Like where you're starting from a different position where your body is learning that position. It's learning and now we have to apply load and increase let, it gradually just like you did from where you started. Let me say let me communicate it this way. So imagine if uh, you couldn't walk. Imagine if every time you tried to take a step, it hurt really bad. Now your goal would be every day to try to learn how to walk without hurting and get good at it because we all understand that walking is a fundamental human movement. Okay. So is the squat. The squat is also a fundamental human movement. Right. So if you find yourself in pain and you can't do a squat because something hurts, your goal should be, and yes, I know that there are definitely uh, situations where this may not be true, whether you have an injury or some kind of a, a genetic difference in your body, but that's actually quite rare. Squatting is something that humans are supposed to do mm-hmm. just like they're supposed to be able to stand up tall, just like they're supposed to be able to reach up above their head with their arms, and just like they're supposed to be able to walk. And I know that someone's listening right now going like, well, my doctor said absolutely no squatting. Yeah, of mm. course. Of course, I hate that. And you, gotta rem- so and you have to remember that. Yeah, that, don't, that's no their- squatting in, with bad you know, form and terrible conditions. Right. That's their, their job is to, to protect themselves from lawsuits. Right. If I'm a doctor and I just fuse some disc on your back and then you say, hey, I'm a big fan of Mind Pump, they tell me I should keep squatting, he's going to disagree. And he's going to disagree because of that exact reason is that you've already had a major injury somewhere there. Mm -hmm. If you squat with bad form, you potentially can hurt it again. And so that's the shitty thing is that we have doctors that are giving that advice because they need to because they have to protect themselves. So I understand why they tell clients that. But the reality is exactly what Sal is saying is that if a doctor told you, hey, you probably shouldn't walk anymore, would you just give up on it? Like, I, yeah. there's no way I would give up on it. Like, I don't want to just say, if there's a possibility I could walk again, I'm going to do everything in my power to work towards that. The, 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 and the funny thing is, why do we treat that different than squatting? Like, squatting is as fundamental as walking. Because you, have to, you have to get up and get down for the rest of your life, and if you just write it off as a movement that you can't do because you had some sort of a surgery, well, fuck you know what's going to happen is all that shit's going to compound and you're going to, in 5, 10, 15 years... But that's years. not even the big problem. It's not even the people who have a surgery who say they can't squat, although that is an issue. It's the people who've never had any issues. They've never had a surgery, they've never had... And they just can't squat and they're just like, it hurts, and so I'm not going to do it. And they're, yeah. it's again, it's a, it's a fundamental human movement and the goal is to get good at it. And when you do get good at it and you train it, because it's a fundamental human movement, your body develops in the way it's supposed to, and the carryover of strength that you have from a squat is phenomenal. Like if your squat goes up, so does your deadlift. Like if your deadlift goes up, your squat doesn't necessarily go up. Powerlifters have known this for a long time. In fact, many of them will take a week or two weeks off deadlifting, just focus on their squat in order to get their squat to go up. It's got that much 
carryover. And I, here, here's some here's some takeaway advice for people listening right now who do squat um, and who just want to get a bigger squat and see what happens. Because I tell you what, you get your squat to go up and weight with good control. Watch what happens to your physique. Watch what happens to your muscle, and watch what happens to your other lifts. And so here's here's some good here's some good takeaway advice. I think you should be squatting between two to four days a week. I think one of those days should be a hard squatting session. One of those days should be a mobility-based squatting session, although I do think mobility work should be done every day, but I'm talking about where you're devoting the whole workout to like mobility and movement. Right. That's one of those days, and I think one of those days should be with varied resistance where you're using bands and chains and working with these, and and, and then watch what happens. Watch how fast you progress. It's fucking insane. Now, if you're really sore... If you feel really burnt out, make sure you reduce the intensity. And then when you start to feel good, you boost the intensity. But like I said, one of them should be like purely on mobility. One of them can be hard. One of them can be this, you know, kind of working with variable resistance. And then if you are doing a fourth day, go in there, do higher reps and just kind of get a little bit of a pump and watch what happens. It'll blow you away. Take some time with it. Like, you know, take it like incrementally. So wherever you are currently, just shave, you know, go down that just just half inch, you know, you know, another inch. Like like work with tools and, and use like, a, you know, a bench and, and work your way out. Like what you need to do is teach the body where to apply force and how to summon that force to be able to get you up and to get control over your body through that movement. So, well, And you guys, you guys are continuing to speak to the advanced group because I know that that's the squatting like a pro is more geared toward that. I'm going to keep speaking and addressing the people that want to squat like a pro but can't. think they can't. Yeah. And, you know, this is, again, this is why we created Prime and Prime Pro. Like, if you are somebody who, deep down, you want to, but you're afraid to because of injuries or because it's hurt in the past, this is not me telling you, oh, you should just squat, and so you just throw on weight, and then you just push through it. No, let's figure out what's going on, and that's why we created those programs is it's designed to help you address the imbalances that you have going on in your body and start to work towards that. And that because that can become your workout. Like fuck following a maps a regular maps program. Like literally pick up Prime or Prime Pro and start just working on your squat. I don't know how many times now that I do this and I never used to do this. In my first 10 years of my career, this would never happen. The back half of my my career, this happens all the time. Like yesterday night. I'm just not in the mood to do anything. I've got a long day. I just I don't feel like exercising. But just me getting three sets of twenty on squats, and I feel like I had a great fucking workout. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's it's the one movement I can do that with. There's not a lot of movements that I can just go into the workout and that's all I do, and I could leave it and feel like I really accomplished something because it it addresses the entire body. It's such an incredible foundational fundamental movement it's such a powerful tool and in in if you can figure out a way to get your body to be able to use that tool your progress is going to explode if you if you don't use that tool are there other exercises that can build muscle and strength and all that stuff of course there definitely are but for the vast majority of listeners uh nothing none of them are going to be able to do what a, what a what a barbell squat would be able to do for you and so if you're not able to do it you know my advice work towards your, you know, work on your ability to be able to squat for a long time. Like Adam says, Prime and Prime Pro, if you do both those programs together and live in them for a while, get yourself to the point where you can squat with good control, good stability, good mobility, 
and then start pushing the squat, like I said earlier, with four days a week or whatever, man, watch what happens to your progress. And I'm talking about not just direct progress. Of course, your legs and your lower body are going to develop. The indirect stuff that comes from squatting as well. Like, you know, I talk about all the time on the podcast how resistance training is the best way to get lean because it speeds up your metabolism. Let me tell you something. You get good at squatting and you start squatting and you develop half of your body because that's what your legs account for is half of your body. Watch what happens to your fucking metabolism. Watch what happens how many calories you start burning on a regular basis. You want to get lean. That's a great way to do it in an indirect way, but it's a very powerful way to do it. Right. And then, of course, the, the rest of the body starts to develop as well because although there is a specific stimulus that happens when you train a particular bar, a part of your body, there is a systemic effect that tends to happen as well. And there's this old myth. It's not a myth. There's this old saying, I should say, in bodybuilding where they used to say one of the best ways to add an inch on your arms is to add 50 pounds to your squat. This is an old school saying. Bodybuilders have been saying for a long time. And I, I there's a, there's definitely some truth to it. Like I know guys who neglected their lower body or weren't able to do some of these amazing exercises, threw them in, and they'll message me and be like, uh, my arms and shoulders got bigger. Like, what the hell's going on? Right. There's that there's that systemic effect that happens. Well, as well. T- speaking to the indirect things that you 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 mentioned right there too is you know, when I talk about the bursitis in my hips, it wasn't squatting that fixed the bursitis in my hips. It was the mobility that I had to address in order to squat well that That's right. fixed my hips. That's right. And the same thing goes for low back. I can't tell you how many clients that I've trained that were afraid to squat because their low back hurts all the time. And then when they squat, it makes it worse. And instead of us saying, oh, let's just never squat again. Okay, let's start figuring out why that is. And very, very common, this is super common, is to have low back pain. Okay. And a lot of that is because we sit in desks all day, all day long. We sit in our cars all day long and you get these really tight hips and then you try and load that. And then you go down in this deep squat deeper than you're used to going to. And then it pulls on the low back and then it it aggravates your low back. So what we need to do is we need to open up the hips and we need to gain mobility and flexibility and range of motion in the hips to allow you to comfortably deep deep squat. Now, once you get there, doesn't matter how much weight's on your back, you'll start to see the low back start to feel better and better. And it's not necessarily because you're squatting. It's because the work that you need to do in order to squat well, and that's where the real carryover is. And then what's neat is when you know you've put you spent some time, and it took me at least at least a year. I'd say a solid year of really, really trying to address this to where now I, I have to put little, very little effort into priming. I can get down into a very deep squat, and just by me keeping up this consistent deep squatting every single week has now continued to. So I had to put a lot of work in to get there. A lot, a lot of work, a lot of consistent priming, constantly doing my hip mobility stuff to get to where I'm comfortable in a very deep squat. Now all I have to do is deep squat on Mm -hmm. a regular basis and it keeps all that pain away. Yeah. You know, I want to touch again on the, on the variable resistance because I, I, Although you're starting to see people use it a little bit now, I still think people don't really realize the the, the power of it. You guys have both used chains and bands before, right? Yep. Oh. What do you guys prefer between the two? Bands. I, I it depends, right? I like if I'm going from the top top up assistance, I really like bands assisting me, mm-hmm. um, like we talked about. But I like chains too. I I do like I do like the way the chains feel coming coming out of the hole. Yeah. I really do. It's good for the grinding lifts, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and you're right. There is there is something that feels different. You know, yeah. you know, even though the strength curve should should kind of match, 
there is something that feels different when you're when you're coming out hold, with with chains. So yeah, one I, thing that I learned from uh, watching powerlifters is one way to apply chains is you know obviously you have a heavy chain that hangs off the side of the, the bar. So when you're squatting more, you know, the chain is hitting the ground and you're lifting less of the chain. So the weight's lighter at the bottom, heavier at the top. What they'll do is they'll attach at the bottom of the chain. They'll attach a bunch of other chains to the bottom so that when you come up that last yeah. four inches, the weight significantly, significantly jumps. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever felt that before? Yeah. Uh -huh. That is a really interesting feeling yeah, at the top. It's where you just, oh, you get real tight at the top yeah, and you, really you get that power tension. into that extension. Yeah, it's really awesome. Well, well, the guide that we have is free. Uh, the title of it is How to Squat Like a Pro. We'll have the link on the show notes. But if you can remember this uh, this link, you, all you got to do is go to mindpumpfree.com. You can download the guide, check it out. Um, and of course, if you have any questions, feel free to. Uh, to DM any of us so we try to answer all those DMs. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>